Greetings of the day. I Ashima Vij on behalf of APS Mamoon welcome you all at a podcast Words Words with the theme Our Rivers. Do you know we have just celebrated World Rivers Day on 26th of September this year. Actually it is not a particular date of celebrating it but World Rivers Day is celebrated on the 4th Sunday of September every year which fell on 26th September this year. The day celebrates Earth's waterways in which over 60 countries participate every year. This day highlights the many values of rivers and strives to increase public awareness and encourages the improved stewardship of rivers around the world. Almost every country around the world will have at least one river flowing through it. There are probably a number of other important waterways as well. To ensure that these important bodies of water are celebrated and appreciated as they should be, Rivers Day aims to remind people about just how important all of the waterways around the globe are to us. The very first Rivers Day was celebrated in year 2005 and since then it has been gaining in popularity with many events being organized around the world. There are a number of different things that we can all do in order to protect our rivers. This includes using earth-friendly body products and biodegradable cleaning products. Making a change can make a massive difference too. Other tips includes turning off your tap while you are brushing your teeth, timing your showers, keeping a full load when you are using a dishwasher or a washing machine, etc. Such changes can go a very long way. Talking about our country and its rich heritage, there are 8 major river systems in India with more than 400 rivers in total. Rivers play an important role in the lives of Indian people due to their crucial importance in sustenance and their place in Indian religions. For Indian, a river is like a temple and what is more, it is our own mother. Indian rivers have produced poets, saints and philosophers. A mother, we know, has to suffer for children. Our rivers have a similar fate. All our big rivers are born on some hill or mountain. They are fed by snow or rain or both. So the Indus, the Ganges, the Kosi, the Narmada and the Kaveri flow all the year round. Other rivers are born only during rains. So they dry up in summer. Rivers give health our fields and forest. The silt they bring is food for our soil. A barren piece of land is turned into a lovely garden. They feed not only our land and plants but also our mills and factories. River water is turned into a new power called electricity and thus helps in trade and industry. How noble the Indian rivers are. How hard the journey is. But they don't mind it at all. They toil across all the rocks and go to us running, playing and smiling. They live their life only by giving just as a mother sacrifices all for her children. But what are we doing? 
we humans are just deteriorating the lives of rivers with overpopulation by severely damaging ecosystem by creating pollution in one way or the other with global warming by polluting water bodies overfishing and many other ways which affect the fate of the rivers i think the celebration of world rivers day will surely help us remember each year that how we need to control our bad habits which causes problem to rivers i'll end up saying if there is magic on this planet it is contained in water the river teaches us many things but its most important teaching is whatever is happening around you you keep flowing to your own destination following your own way with this let us move to our next section unfolding the events with mrs sheetal shukla self belief and hard work will always earn you success greetings of the day students of army public school mamoon prerita kaushik of class 3 and aditya katoch of class 7 won silver medal in indo nepal taekwondo championship nitin sharma our ncc cadet is chosen as the best cadet in 7th punjab battalion and received a cash prize of rupees 4500 nishant kumar of class 12th a of non medical stream of batch 2021-22 cleared ssb rashtriya poshan ma is being celebrated in aps mamoon to encourage the students to feed poor child or person half yearly examinations for classes 1 to 8 and pre-terms for classes 9 to 12 started on 23rd September our students performed exceptionally well in swarnim vijaydevas program organized by 51 infantry brigade held at ravi auditorium students of aps mamoon performed in a patriotic group song in essay writing competition neha from 12th c stood first Tamanna from 11th D bagged second position and Chinmay Chirag from 10th C clinched third position in painting competition Sally from 12th D stood first Neha from 11th A bagged second position and Shobha from 12th C bagged third position that's all for today thank you Ever since its inception, North Korea has always been in news, and its dealing with other nations it puts on a show of force. It rattles its expensive nuclear saber at anyone and everyone that crosses its path. But what it's really like inside, outside, or really scratch the surface of everyday life in this self-proclaimed workers' state. Visitors are closely monitored and only shown what the regime wants them to see, and tour guides are always on hand to make sure embarrassing pictures never make it out of the country. that leaves the courageous north korean who have managed to escape the clutches of the totalitarian state 
Masaji Ishikawa is one of the few people who have attempted this dangerous border crossing into China and live to tell the tale. A River in Darkness is his harrowing memoir of growing up in North Korea. He gives us a glimpse of horror and hardships that define life in one of the world's most brutal dictatorships. With these words, I would like to invite Anya of Class 8 to review this book called A River in Darkness. Greetings of day. Today I, Anya Gusai, a student of Class 8, am going to review an autobiography by Masaji Ishikawa called A River in Darkness. Masaji Ishikawa doesn't believe in a set destiny from birth. He believes he had five births and he fought for his life each time. In the year 2000, he published his autobiography in his native country of Japan under the pseudonym of Shinzuke Miyazaki to document his five lives, including spending 36 oppressive years in North Korea before fleeing in 1996. From the moment he was born, Masaji Ishikawa had to live between two worlds. His mother was Japanese and his father was Korean. Named Masaji in Japanese and Do Chan-sin in Korean, he had what he calls his first birth in 1947 in Kawasaki. Though his family had little money, he had a happy childhood in the farming neighborhood of Misonokuchi, Japan. His mother Miyoko came from a well-respected family with close community ties. Just outside Misonokuji was a village of about 200 Koreans, including Ishikawa's father, Do Samdal. The Japanese forced villagers from Korea to work at a nearby munitions factory. Do Samdal was among 2.4 million Koreans living in Japan who had no place to go after the Allies defeated Japan in the Second World War. Under the leadership of Kim Il-sung, North Korea reached out to Koreans living in Japan, promising that whoever returned to their home country would enjoy a fresh start and a better quality of life. And though Samdal decided that repatriation promised the family what it needed. In January 1960, Ishikawa, his parents and his sisters, Ieko, Hifumi and Masako, left Japan for North Korea. After a train ride, a bus ride, and two days at sea on an old Soviet ship, the family arrived in Chongjin. The ghostly port's rusted ships and barren mountainsides made it apparent immediately that the reality of their destination didn't match the propaganda, promising a good life in North Korea. Thus, his second birth happened at the age of 13 when he entered North Korea. Masaji's school principal was just another party apparatchik. On one particular day, his job was to inform Ishikawa of which caste he had been assigned to. He was told that his family had been deemed hostile. The principal had assigned Ishikawa to the lowest caste in the country's rigid system. Being deemed a quote hostile meant he would have no opportunity to improve himself and no chance to study physics as he had hoped. The Koreans eventually assigned them to a home in Dongcheongdi, 
a village 12 hours away via steam train and ox cart officials assured his family that being assigned to live in the only tile roofed building in the village was a significant honor the cracks in the walls of the ramshackle place told a different story ishikawa stated quote in the end all that mattered was whether our loyalty towards kim il sung appeared credible so we became masters at faking it everyone did end quote in north korea ishikawa lived under constant brainwashing and orders to protect the foundations of socialism and strive for the triumph of the revolution meanwhile people faced famine forced labor no freedom of movement mandatory military service theft widespread corruption and limited supplies and soon after his mother passed away unable to keep up with the rigid restrictions of north korea when his father died ishikawa was the only person present to lay him to rest away from his family he worked as a charcoal burner one day as he cut a tree to feed into the kiln he decided to give up on his earthly health he made a noose secured it over his neck tied it to a tree stepped onto a rock and jumped but the noose stuck on his chin and he lived that moment something within ishikawa drove him to struggle to survive he decided to live to protect his family and to hold on to hope ishikawa was born yet again for the third time for decades hunger was ishikawa's constant companion Following Kim Il-sung's death in 1994, the food production infrastructure collapsed. And in the summer of 1995, when fear of death by hunger was a daily concern, a flood destroyed grain production. By the following spring, even the cultivated land near their home was no longer viable. People had no fertilizers, no seeds or seedlings. Ishikawa's children grew thinner their faces sank and their eyes became huge he said quote we were on the verge of starvation but the bonds of family remained intact end quote if death were around the corner ishikawa reasoned he should die trying to return to his homeland with his wife and kids's support he grabbed his few possessions and left for Hamju station to take the night train to the border city of Hesan tickets were difficult to get and he knew the officials would check his identification papers so he jumped onto the train and hid after arriving in Hesan Ishikawa carefully observed the Yalu river the border between North Korea and China and his only escape He seized an opportunity to cross while the guards changed shifts. In the process, Ishikawa hit his head onto something. Unconscious and lacking a sense of how much time had passed during the night, he woke up on the bank of the river. Nearby, a light was on in a house, something that would have been treason in North Korea. He fell asleep and when he awoke, a man was carrying him. A dog was there too 
and Ishikawa realized the dog was a pet because in North Korea dogs are food. Ishikawa had made it to China. His fourth life began in that moment. Ishikawa's rescuer was a Korean named Kim. He explained that the other escapees received a very cold reception at South Korea's Beijing embassy. Thanks to the border security cooperation protocol, China sent refugees back to North Korea. And South Korea cared about its trade policy with China and not about the people. But Ishikawa was Japanese and Kim was willing to help his efforts to return to Japan. Ishikawa knew the Japanese Red Cross helped people contact lost relatives. Even though officials doubted Ishikawa's status as a Japanese national, in part because he was out of practice when he tried to speak Japanese, he was able to verify the details of his birth. Ishikawa then waited in Shenyang, China for about two weeks before moving south to the city of Dalian. where he waited in a liaison office until the authorities from China would permit him to leave when the time was right the japanese consul shook his hand and gave him 500 dollars to help him start his new life when it was time to leave ishikawa saw a large plane on the airport's runway and two flight attendants greeted only him as the plane held no other passengers The government had given him a charter flight for his return trip to Japan. On October 15, 1996, when the plane landed in Tokyo, Ishikawa was born again for the fifth time. When he had fled from North Korea, Ishikawa had promised his children that if his escape was successful, he would get them out too. Making that happen became his primary focus. His new life back in Japan was full of struggles as the government officials who helped him flee didn't help his family or other returnees leave North Korea. The Japanese government never officially recognized Ishikawa's escape so technically he didn't even exist in Japan. Without the support of family finding good work was impossible. He hated his inability to rescue his kids and wife. But what if Ishikawa had remained in North Korea? If he had died of starvation there, he feels he would have at least died surrounded by family. He still hopes to rescue his other two children, but their once infrequent letters no longer arrive. His quote, "Only true possession is bitterness at the cruelty of life." End quote. but he still hopes to one day have his own happy ending namaskar main afina chirping birds mein aapka swagat karti hu aaj hum nadiyon ke bare mein baat kar rahe hain to aaj main aapke liye leke aayi hu ek choti si hindi ki kavita बूंद बूंद संग्रहित कर अपना वजूद ये बड़ा बनाती है आगे बढ़ना ही जीवन है नदियाँ ये हमें सिखाती हैं जब चलना आरंभ ये करती अस्तित्व बहुत छोटा होता 
राह भी दुर्गम होती है और चलना भी दूभर होता हार ना फिर भी मानती है बस आगे बढ़ती जाती है आगे बढ़ना ही जीवन है नदियाँ ये हमें सिखाती हैं आगे बढ़ना ही जीवन है नदियाँ ये हमें सिखाती हैं धन्यवाद उम्मीद करती हूँ आपको ये कविता पसंद आई होगी अब वक्त है हमारी एंट्रीज़ को सुनने का इस बार क्लास नाइन्थ की दीपांजलि मिश्रा हमारे लिए हिंदी की एक कविता कहने वाली हैं तो सुनते हैं दीपांजलि की आवाज़ में एक छोटी सी प्यारी सी कविता सुप्रभात मैं दीपांजलि मिश्रा कक्षा नौवीं से आपके समक्ष एक कविता प्रस्तुत करने जा रही हूँ जिसका शीर्षक है नदी मैं नदी हूँ हिमालय की गोद से बहती हूँ तोड़कर पहाड़ों को अपने साहस से सरल भाव से बहती हूँ मैं नदी हूँ लेकर चलती हूँ मैं सबको साथ चाहे कंकड़ हो चाहे झाड़ बंजर को भी उपजाऊ बना दूँ ऐसी हूँ मैं नदी हूँ बिछड़ों को मैं मिलाती प्यासे की प्यास मैं बुझाती कल कल करके मैं बहती सुरताल लगाकर संगीत बजाती मैं नदी हूँ कहीं पर गहरी तो कहीं पर उथली हो जाती ना कोई रोक पाया ना कोई टोक पाया मैं तो अपने मन से अविरल बहती मैं नदी हूँ सब सहती चाहे आंधी हो या तूफान चाहे शीत हो और चाहे गर्मी कभी न रुकती कभी न थकती मैं सारे जहाँ में बहती मैं नदी हूँ धन्यवाद in a desert of greed looking for the blissful river the heat of the self is burning my soul but the thought of yours make me shiver you have shaped many torrents and gave birth to many rains i'm the one sinner traveler want to see myself in your mirror when are you afraid to new possibilities you have explored even the beyond and i a fearful being have always been a wisher sometimes i think who could be so eager to sacrifice itself for others as you are when you merge with the dying ocean i wish some day i could be like you oh dear mother river <laughs> 